Hamas is a terrorist group. The Palestinians are human beings. The Jews are human beings. Israelis are human beings. And the Israelis have a right to exist in the Middle East. No one has a right to say that Israel can't exist at all. There can be no Israel. Uh, and Hamas is, the premise of Hamas is that Israel does not have a right to exist. That is Bob Ray. He is, of course, uh, was on the Greg Brady show. He is our voice at the United Nations. And he will, of course, um, represent our country. And he's got the right stance on this. Uh, Israel does have the right to defend itself, 100%. And it will this time, without question. Because we have yet to see the full response of Israel. I mean, we've seen heavy bombing in Gaza over the last 24 hours. It continues. But we haven't actually seen the full-out response, which is going to take a long time. And they warn it will not be clean. Like right now, they're trying to get hostages out of tunnels. They're trying to clear any um, uh, of, of the uh, terrorists out of the country. They are trying to do any kind of negotiating they can with, with kidnappers. But they will finish a job that most Jews think has, it should have been done a long time ago. Um, and, and they do seem to have support from our allied nations, but I was uh, puzzled when I saw the headline that Canada is, has been absent and is absent on this major statement on the massacre. Our G7 allies minus Japan put out a statement with all our allies, America, UK, Australia, America, standing together. Why is Canada absent? What does it say? Uh, Japan does not have a lot of Jews. Uh, we do. This country is the 325,000 living here. But why are we not part of that statement? Is it that they didn't call? Did we not offer? Let me bring in uh, Peter McKay, lawyer, former federal minister of justice, foreign affairs, and nat national defense. Uh, gives us a perspective of what might be going on behind the scenes. Good to have you. Always a pleasure, Alex. And, and let me say uh, off the top, I agree with the statement that you referred to at the very beginning about Israel's right to exist. And this is uh, about as blatant an example of the dangers of terrorism that still exist. Hamas is ISIS. They, they uh, uh, came into communities, neighborhoods along the Gaza Strip and the borders and just slaughtered people. Uh, I mean, this is an affront to all humanity. And so to see that Canada wasn't one of the very first to put up their hand to sign the statement is stunning and, and appears, I, I, can't, I can't imagine Canada, a bastion for human rights and a country that has always stood on principle and stood with our allies that we wouldn't be there and still are not there as far as I know. Yeah, and so some will say, well, big deal. They, they put out statements all the time. But for me, it's a moment in history. I see this as a very pivotal moment in history. Uh, you know, I don't want to think of where this could go. But if we're not seen to be part of, of the front lines, and so uh, what does it signal? Is this a question that, uh, are we being sent a message or it just not taken seriously? Like, what would the reaction have been if you were in Stephen Harper's government? And, and I don't think it would happen. I think Harper probably would have brokered that agreement because he, he was known as a staunch ally of Israel. Um, well, he certainly was. And, and indeed... You know, you had the statement from Canada's ambassador to the UN um, mirroring the, the statement itself, which spoke of steadfast, uh, unequivocal support for Israel and, and condemning Hamas and its terrorist attacks. Um, there is no 
equivalencies or justifications or any legitimacy uh, in spite of, you know, another shocking development, which is protests in the streets of city like, cities like Toronto and Montreal. But to, to come back to I don't think question, Jewish people are surprised no. by it. Like, it ha- it, like honestly, Al-Quds gets a permit from Queen's Park every year to walk down the streets of Toronto, you know, calling for the death of Jews. Like, it's, it's just yeah. allowed to happen. Uh, but now it's yeah. out in broad light, yeah. It's disgusting and, and it's criminal. I, I think that there is a case to be made and should be tested in the courts uh, invoking criminal code sections that uh, speak specifically to fostering hatred and encouraging violence or celebrating violence. And, you know, we could go down that path. But, you know, I, I still come back to your question, which was it an oversight by somebody uh, at the Department of Foreign Affairs because it was Thanksgiving? I don't know. That seems far-fetched. I mean, we had examples of people having difficulty reaching embassies in the yeah. region. And my family was a, a num- numerous family, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, again, we, we look like the gang that, you know, somehow are, are now on the sidelines or that are not part of the, the big kids' table. And, and so we have a lot of making up to do, I think. We need uh, our leadership to step up, to, to lean in, to make calls to other world leaders, to simply say, you know, to declare, of course we would sign this statement. Of course Canada as a, a G7 nation, a Commonwealth country, a, a country that has always stood for peace-loving people everywhere. We are absolutely a part of this global condemnation of Hamas and the attacks and the violence. And, and Canada needs to really assert itself on an issue like this, as before. We're talking to Peter McKay, a former Justice, Foreign Affairs and Defence Minister in the Harper government. And so when you see this, uh, symbolically putting it aside, does this mean that we would not be part of conversations? Because... You know, people will say now, countries will say, uh, you know, we're all in, we support Israel. But but I think we've also seen, after a few days of seeing bombing, it quickly changes, and then everyone's saying, Israel, stop doing that. I mean, I think that this is different, and I've heard from many saying, we are no longer about a two-state solution. We are going to protect Israel this time. Like, this is done. And so they are going to end this, and that, I mean, it's a choice. We either defend Hamas or, or we, we stop the killing. Well, I, I think that's right. And I think you're hearing from Prime Minister Netanyahu, you're hearing from his defense minister, that they are no longer going to allow their citizens to be attacked uh, from across a border, which is, you know, I think of it locally here, like Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. They're, yeah. they're, the, they're so proximate that these missiles have deadly effect. I've visited some of those communities, as you may have, and certainly some of your listeners you go to a school and there's bomb shelters yeah. at kindergarten schools. You walk down the streets, there are safe places where people are allowed to go if the air sirens go off, uh, denoting the incoming missiles. I mean, it, it's it's so foreign to Canada's existence to think that this could happen, that your neighbors could rain down deadly rockets mm-hmm. indiscriminately at any time of the day or night. And so, yes, I think Israel is saying enough is enough. We will not permit this reign of terror to continue. And they're going to go in to the Gaza Strip. They're going to go into the West Bank. They're going to target uh, those terrorists and those locations from which the rockets are coming. And very often, as you know, a sad reality is they use human shields. They put them 
in in uh, places where they know civilians will be in harm's way. And so Israel's been very clear in stating this is happening. We're coming. You should leave. Um, where do you see this going? I mean, obviously, a lot of uh, factors in play. Iran, uh, Wall Street Journal confirming what I think a lot of people just knew um, that Iran was the green light. They've been orchestrating this for a long time, clearly, the, the date they did it, the fact they knew Jews would be off technology during Shabbat, it was very, very planned. Um, where oh, does this go? Even, I mean, even, yeah. well, premeditated yeah. and almost announced a week ago, the Ayatollah, uh, you know, the Iranian regime has been talking about this, eradicating Jews from the region, and of course, more, more disturbing, sending the armament, the missiles that uh, Hamas are using. So, that's a huge factor. And could this broaden into a larger conflict? That potential does exist. How will the other neighboring countries react? Uh, Saudi, of course, Egypt. Well, Saudi, Jordan, they almost had a peace you know. deal. I mean, what happens well, they did. to that? Yeah, I mean, what happens, you know? That's, that is uh, obviously in shambles. Another big question, Alex, has to be Lebanon and Hezbollah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, again, there is... It's bizarre to think, but you have terrorist organizations running the country. Hamas, terrorist organization. Hezbollah, terrorist organization. Taliban, you know, for Canada's recollection, you know, that is a terrorist organization running the country, which is what makes this all the more complicated in any diplomatic sense or even in trying to uh, send support as far as the, the people, the innocent victims who are hit by Aaron missiles that have nothing to do and don't support their terrorist government. They are also in harm's way. And so this is a, this is a very, very complex one that could come even more unhinged and have region-wide consequences. Absolutely. Uh, certainly. Um, I, I don't know where it's going. It's just, uh, it's a new world, uh, but we already, it was already scary, uh, Peter, before Friday with Ukraine and Russia. And uh, how does it complicate that? Like, militarily we can't do anything but i just don't know where does it go from here if it branches out it uh, it is very very troubling alex it, it is you know something that will draw further resources and attention and uh, you know the united states of course is a major major player in this and let's not take our eyes off china let's <laughs> not forget well, we clearly took our eyes off doing. israel i mean let's well, we've clearly right. taken our eyes off of a lot of enemy regimes and so I think we've been, there's almost an element of naivety that has, yeah. you know, creeped into our foreign policy. Uh, I mean, to think that we are contemplating cutting our national defense budget by a billion dollars in the face of this. And as you mentioned, Ukraine, what's going on in, in, in the South China Sea, now in Israel and the Gaza Strip. Uh, we, you know, we are going in the du absolute direct opposite direction of where our major allies are going. And maybe that, coming maybe. back to your, your question, maybe that's why there is this decreasing stature uh, of our country amongst our allies. We weren't invited to join AUKUS, yeah. you know, another important security organization. We're, we're dwindling away when it comes to our influence, our, our input, and certainly our ability to contribute to global peace and security. What a time. What a time. I appreciate your time. Uh, wasn't expecting this as our kickoff to the week, but um, glad to have uh, the, 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 um, the view from behind the scenes. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Alex. All the best. Yeah.
That is Peter McKay um, joining us here today.